Welcome everybody once again to a Safe Place podcast. And today I'm going to talk to you about the movie Castaway, which I think is a beautiful, symbolic, metaphoric understanding of what it is like to be stranded, alone, afraid, without a feeling of hope, where all our logic points to us that this is the end we can't go on any longer I know that if we surrender ourselves to the orphality of that experience no matter what mental health issue it is that you seem to be experiencing there's a place of transcendence of peace that lies all along underneath the surface of that mind that creates so much pain for you right now So let's look at the movie Castaway, realising that the prime character in it, Tom Hanks, who plays Chuck Noland, the name itself actually means Castaway. Chuck, something to be thrown, Noland. So in other words, the actual character is in itself a symbol of being Castaway. But what is it that is being Castaway? Is it Chuck? Stranded alone on that island, or is it his issues, his emotional issues that lay deep within him that couldn't allow him to have a healthy relationship with Keller? Now, you see, Chuck loved Keller, but unfortunately, there was some trauma that governed Chuck emotionally, and it was some sort of anxiety to do with time. And he worked in a job where it was all about pursuing time to regulate a feeling of uncertainty or anxiety within. One thing we know through psychotherapy is that those emotional compasses that guide our behaviours come about through some sort of uncomfortable event that occurred in our life. And unfortunately, Chuck was being controlled by that emotion. That unin Intentionally, he put the centre stage above the love he had for Keller. It's 1.56. That means we've got three hours and four minutes before the end of today's package sort. That's how long we have. That's how much time we have before this pulsating, accursed, relentless taskmaster tries to put us out of business. Kelly knew that she even brought Chuck a watch with her picture on it because she knew that He'd always look at that watch. She knew deep down he had something going on with time. And he would open up that watch and she would feel comforted knowing that he would see a picture of her. And ultimately ended up with Chuck being stranded on an island where Chuck had no choice but to die on that island. Now we assume death to be an awful thing, but actually the very thing that can liberate us from ourselves and where we're at when we're suffering is being stuck in ourselves not being able to transcend the current state of self that we're stuck in all alone and that unfortunately because the awareness of modern culture around mental health that wants to give you tablets because it doesn't understand that 
what really needs to be seen culturally with people going through these awful experiences of mental health is that it's a beautiful, potentially transformative event that's occurring in your life. Now Chuck didn't physically die on that island, but the Chuck that existed before he got stranded on that island was a man that was trapped by time. A prisoner to time, to the point where he couldn't even form a healthy relationship with the woman that he loved. And that time, that psychological, emotional, spiritual death that occurred within Chuck made him begin to see the world in a completely different way where for the first time in his life he valued relationships more than he valued time. Of course there was no time to pay attention to on the island. That desire and need for that security that he got through keeping his eye on the track of time was taken from him. He had no choice. And as a result of it, one of the most beautiful things about that relationship with Wilson is that we learned that fundamentals of human well-being is the relationships that we have. Wilson! for Chuck on the island he learnt that through having nothing important so Chuck died on the island what is it that you need to be able to do through this awful loneliness and isolation that you feel because of your mental health well that part of you needs to die I guarantee you that What's causing the majority of your mental health right now is past trauma that is literally crippling you in your life. And it's reached a point of such intuitive, unconscious knowledge that there is nowhere else for you to run and hide. No television, no drugs, nothing, no place to go other than to be confronted with this trauma and like Chuck who couldn't distract himself or continue repetitively living out the trauma while keeping an eye on the time because that environment demanded that Chuck had to change Chuck changed Now, how do we begin to understand that we have to psychologically die? It's a tough question, isn't it? Go to the island with Chuck. Chuck had all of these needs and wants and desires before he hit that island. And all of those needs, wants and desires kept him out of a relationship kept him in a constant state of unconscious suffering. He wasn't even aware of how much 
it would have been hurting him to run away from Keller. And on the island, his new focus sets of needs, wants and desires weren't focused around time. They were focused around getting back to what he actually knew. Deep down was the most important thing to him in his life, which was his relationship. There's a moment in the speech that he was saying to his friend where he said, I realised I had control over nothing. He couldn't even kill himself. Now this is the fascinating thing about this psychological ego death. Is that when he realised for the first time in his life that he had control over nothing. Something came over him like a warm blanket. And he knew he just had to keep living. He had to keep breathing. Now I would say to you that the worst thing about mental health is that we're always trying to run away from that diabolical place of pure, unmerciful suffering. Chuck had no choice but to confront it. He couldn't kill himself. He couldn't go home. He never had time. He couldn't control the seasons, the tide. Everything that he ever needed to feel some sense of control with who he was was stripped of him. Well, in that realisation, there was a, a surrender. And in that surrender, he found that peace. And notice in the speech how it went against all of his intellect. Now, all of his intellect exists right up there inside of his mind. Probability-wise, he was never going to make it off that island alive. But somehow, outside of that thinking mind, there was an experience or an intuition or a connection with something deeper within himself something far more intelligent than his intellect that gave him the experience of needing to continue to survive. And as he got off the island and pursued that box with the angel wings on, it took him to a new love that was always with him on that island. And incredibly, for the first time in his life, the new Chuck that was born from the ashes of the old Chuck is somebody that values relationships. He doesn't value time like he did. He values relationships. And because of that, we could argue that Chuck is going to live a very happy life as the result of direct, uncomfortable suffering. We really need to change the way we perceive suffering. It feels awful. We don't want to feel it. But because we can't feel it and die in it and surrender to it, we don't transform. We don't transcend. We're not reborn. Because of our resistance 
to have that psychological death that we have no power over anything other than to surrender. We don't transform into what it is that we're supposed to transform into. So watch the movie with a different set of eyes and realise this isn't a movie about Chuck Noland or a movie about Castaway. This is a movie about your life. All of our lives. It's a symbol. Your suffering is uncomfortable, but it is okay. And if you can go there and surrender to it, and that old part of you that feels very frightened that it's dying, that it's losing control of itself, which is normal, if you can go into that experience, you find something that lived within you all along, that existed underneath your intellect, where you base your identity to be around your thoughts, and it is far more intelligent than this thing that we have upstairs called our brains. So now you know what you have to do. You've got to keep breathing. Because tomorrow the sun will rise, and who knows what the tide could bring. Thank you, everybody.